Hey everyone, welcome back for episode one of the Wellness Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Dustin Wooldridge, and I'm tremendously excited about today's episode, which is brought to you by Wooldridge Fitness, LLC, where it is recognized that it takes a constant effort to make change. During today's episode, I will aim to define wellness, depict its implementation, and clarify whether the performance of wellness is static or dynamic from person to person. I am hoping by the end of this episode, a better understanding pertaining to the concepts of wellness and its practice will have been gained. More importantly, that everyone listening leaves with a newfound motivation to either begin or enhance their practice of wellness. Hey everyone, prior to exploring this episode's content, I'd like to take the opportunity to share a little more about myself and why I'm thrilled to talk about wellness. That said, prior to entering the fields of personal training, career development, and beginning my social work journey, I served in the United States Army. It was during my tenure in the Army that I was first introduced to the importance of practicing wellness. As a soldier, I was taught to monitor and maintain what were considered the five pillars of life. Those pillars were emotional wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, social wellness, and family wellness. However, with the busy nature of the military, I found this extremely tough to accomplish. At a young age in the military, charged with nothing but motivation to get the job done and progress in my career, reminding myself to practice wellness ranked lowest. After all, I exercised consistently five days a week and ate somewhat healthy. Who needs any of those other areas when you're physically fit, right? Wrong. This undoubtedly took a tremendous toll on the rest of my overall wellness, and in hindsight, my experience with the practice of wellness is responsible for the extreme urge felt to share my passion concerning the importance of its implementation in daily life, especially with younger adults as I believe its practice is undervalued within the population. So, that said, what is wellness? According to Merriam-Webster, the term wellness first became defined in 1653 and is the quality or state of being in good health, especially as an actively sought goal. When defining wellness, having such a definition is extremely helpful in establishing a baseline for understanding the concept. Let us further explore this definition. First, we can see that wellness is the quality or state of being in good health. The word health is a synonym for wellness, fitness, and about eight more like terms. Historically, since before the 12th century, the word health has reinforced the absence of injury or illness. Although fitness, which was defined a bit more broadly in 1580, as the quality or state of being fit or the capacity of an organism to survive and reproduce, could be more closely related to society's definition today, particularly through the lens of the World Health Organization, also known as WHO. In 1946, WHO agreed that health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity, along with 51 members of the United Nations and 10 other nations. This definition of health has not been amended since 1948. Keeping in mind that health is a synonym for wellness, we can begin to see a shared shift in the meaning of wellness. Secondly, Health is an actively sought goal. Therefore, when piecing the two together, we can see that wellness is sought with action and is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. What kind of actions? This is a good question. Merriam-Webster's definition of wellness further adds that those actions would be performed through lifestyles that promote wellness. In essence, the actions that one takes to maintain a standard of living. This means that one is mindful of the factors in our lives that both positively and negatively impact our health. 
I have found a wonderful resource to help depict the actions taken to practicing wellness. The resource is based on a model called Six Dimensions of Wellness and was created by a Dr. Bill Hetler, co-founder of the National Wellness Institute. For instance, the model acknowledges that we as physical beings need to participate in a routine of physical fitness activities, especially if we are to experience the best possible chance of living optimally. In turn, participating in such a lifestyle routine, we are much more likely to become aware and learn of healthy habits associated with nutrition and unhealthy habits like the overconsumption of alcohol, additionally promoting philosophies like it is better to consume foods and beverages that promote good health rather than those which worsen it. Also, it is better to be physically fit than out of shape. Therefore, actions consistent with practicing wellness might include but are not limited to purchasing a gym membership, exercise equipment, hiring a health coach, researching healthy foods, enrolling in a nutrition course, visiting with a nutritionist or a physician, and developing routines that encourage a healthy lifestyle. For more instances of actions that can be implemented in your daily life concerning other dimensions of wellness, a handout of the six dimensions of wellness can be obtained from the National Wellness Institute's website, nationalwellness.org. Are these actions to practicing wellness the same from person to person? One might argue that some of the actions might seem static between person to person, especially given that some actions are generally healthy for everyone. For example, consuming more nutrient-dense foods rather than what are known as empty calorie foods. However, the word action alludes to movement. Even more, knowing that we as human beings are found to progress or move through stages of de development like infancy, childhood, adolescence, early, middle, and late adulthood, the idea of wellness being dynamic is much more feasible. What works to help maintain our wellness? Physically, emotionally, socially, and infancy might not be as good for us in childhood, adolescence, or adulthood. The same could also apply across gender, race, culture, and various health statuses, naturally leaving us to conclude that wellness is an ever-evolving process that requires action. In summary, wellness is sought with action and is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. Actions consistent with practicing wellness might include but are not limited to purchasing a gym membership, exercise equipment, hiring a health coach, researching healthy foods, enrolling in a nutrition course, visiting with a nutritionist or a physician, and developing routines that encourage a healthy lifestyle. And lastly, although there are some generalized practices found within the practice of wellness, wellness is dynamic and is in an ever-evolving process. What once used to work might not work any longer, and may be different for others too. I hope you have found this episode educational and inspiring to either begin or enhance your practice of wellness, especially knowing that it is yours to own. Good luck in your wellness journey. If you should find yourself in need of more guidance on how you can implement wellness by acquiring a health coach, contact me today at 307-222-9851 or visit wolderdfitnessllc.com to book an appointment today.